0: television premiere on M.V. We intercept your Earth broadcast in the name of the Galactic Empire. Welcome. Through this intergalactic
1: broadcast, your planet and thousands like it are witnessing the glorious victory of the Galactic Empire. Tonight... They crush Luke Skywalker and his rebel alliance. This time, there will be no escape from the dark side of the force when the Empire strikes back.
0: Fans and moof milkers everywhere, and welcome to the 11th episode of Blast Points. I'm your host, Jason Gibner, and this week we have a special interview episode with one of the hosts of the fantastic Star Wars podcast, Full of Sith, Mr. Mike Pilot. I reached out to Mike recently and asked him if he would do an interview for this show, and he was so gracious to say yes, taking time out on a Tuesday night to talk to me. And uh, he couldn't be a better guy, Uh, which makes sense because his show that he's part of, Full of Sith, is one of the best Star Wars podcasts out there. So let's go right now to this conversation I had with Mike Pilot from Full of Sith. I want to start out with, it's not so much a question, but it's like a statement of awesomeness that we both have uh, young daughters who are fairly new um, to the whole the whole Star Wars experience. And at least my daughter, I know, has just become a fan mostly because of Force Awakens. And it was kind of, I mean, we all know the feeling like we're after Force Awakens. It's like she couldn't get enough. Like, Yeah. And it's not even so much like, a question of it's just like, how awesome is that?
1: Well, it's, it's pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, um, my house is filled with Star Wars memorabilia and posters and toys, and I, I've always—I mean, I've collected much more. i his now. I've collected a lot over her life, too. You know, replacing stuff that was stolen from me at a younger age. But I never I mean, I played with the toys with they there, and I'd watch the movies when she was around, but I never pushed Star Wars on her. I didn't want to be one of those parents. Like, it means so much to me, but I wanted it to be a legitimate love on her end, something that we shared together, you know, not something that when she turned 14 or 15 years old, she's like, Dad, I hate Star Wars. I always have. You know, you ruined it for me. And one of the greatest things about her being, you know, a Star Wars fan is, I said this before, I um, was very late to the party with Clone Wars, um, I didn't know how I felt about watching the Star Wars cartoon, even after watching the, they had these ones. I mean, they were cool, but I didn't know how much I was interested in watching a weekly cartoon. And I guess it was like season four, the beginning of season four, she called me into her, in the family room where she was watching it. And she's like, sit down and watch this with me. And I'm like, I don't know. And she's like, please. And I sat down and it was the episodes where. They brought them all back. And I thought, this is some of the best Star Wars stories I've ever seen. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. And from there, I was instantly hooked on Clone Wars, and she brought that to me. I mean, I might have showed her the, the way with playing with toys and, you know, my love for Star Wars, but she, she made my fandom, my understanding of fandom, my love for fandom grow even more because now I had something that she found that was Star Wars that we could share together. And I, from that moment on, I've been sold on rebels and cold wars, and I probably have closer ties to those as far as you know memories go or love goes because because of my door. So yeah, it's, it's 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 amazing. I mean, to answer your question in a very long way, I'm sorry about that. But no, yeah, uh, it, it's overwhelming. No, very
0: uh, overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, it's like even going to see The Force Awakens with my daughter, and one of the first things she said was like, well, when can we see that again? And you know us, we're, I'm awesome. like, you name the day and the time, and I'm ready to go, you know? So, yeah.
1: We, we um we took Anya with us out to Salt Lake
0: for the, uh, for
1: the marathon and then for the first screening of Force Awakens on that Thursday. And I remember saying to her beforehand about the marathon's going to be long. It's going to be all night and all day, and we're going to be sitting there for a while and she's like you know how can you take me out there and not take me to this marathon it's i love star wars i don't do that to me and i was like okay okay well if you want to you can sleep on sleep in the movie theater while stuff is going on if you're not too tired if you get too tired and uh she trooped through the whole night she was a beast it got to be <laughs> uh return of the jedi and she was getting cranky because she was hungry but i i didn't expect the 10 year old to sit there through that whole marathon. But once uh force of started, everybody was re-energized. It was amazing. She asked me every day, um, when is it coming out on Blu-ray and which is April 4th. And I'm like, well, we're not waiting for the fourth. We're getting on the first. So I'm going to get it digitally because I can't wait for the fourth. April. So right. we're constantly, we've, we've seen it together, probably together, probably 11 times. And I've seen it a couple more times with the show and by myself. And, um, yeah, I cannot wait for another screening. I'm sure you're you're the same
0: way. Oh yeah, I was I was just thinking the other day. I was because I'm like I'm like everything's set on like the the Blu-ray coming out now. But I'm like it's still playing. Like I keep checking like the theater app on my phone, and I'm like, oh, it's still playing. I could go again, you know. Like <laughs> I just one more yeah. time in the theater, just one more. Um, I was really bummed
1: out about. I guess it was about two and a half weeks ago or so. Uh, most of the theaters close to me stopped carrying it oh. and I was bummed out and I'm like I can't even go see it now if I want to and everybody's texting me or calling me and saying hey there's one down the road in like, Lancaster or Lebanon and they're throwing out all these towns and I'm like yeah that's like an hour drive and uh, I just I gotta wait I gotta power on and I gotta wait and we'll get it and I'll watch it a million times after it gets released
0: Yeah, it's, like it's this, coming it's like this waiting is like gonna build up when you put it in and you sit down to watch it again it's just gonna make it so much sweeter
1: yeah, you know what else is going to help? Just that viewing in your own home, that that good, comfortable reminder of Star Wars past when you were a little kid in your house watching it on the VHS or your laser disc and you want to stop it and, and go out of the room for something to drink or you want to rewind it and just that, that, that comfort that, you know, people say there's comfort food and certainly there's comfort movies and Star Wars is definitely that for me. But I will say one of the things that has helped the most with this gap between seeing Force Awakens in the theater and coming out on the Blu-rays or digitally is um, Rebels. Rebels is really helping. It's uh, leaving a lot of conversation out there. You know, a lot of questions, a lot of answers, a lot of rewatching. So, thankfully, right now we have Clone Wars to get us through this uh, this short, dark period of waiting for more Force Awakens.
0: Yeah, that shroud of darkness was absolutely incredible and... uh, Hmm we're in the home stretch now with like what uh three or four the couple and then the two-parter at the end it's yeah there's uh two
1: chopper episodes i believe i heard and then the uh finale which is like it's the two-parter so yeah
0: it's
1: it's coming
0: it's coming it's yeah it's i I i think from the beginning of the second half of the second season on i've i've thought it's just been phenomenal really i really have um, yeah, the, the, the stories are telling, the uh,
1: the focus on the characters in their own episodes has been really great, filling in some of the, uh, the blind spots that we didn't have before. I mean, I, like I said, I've always been on board with Rebels. Um, pretty much the first episode, I complained about the the toy look of Zeb's eyes, or just the way things were were, were drawn up. But now I, I I don't even blink at it. I don't think about it. That's the way Zeb looks. Yeah. So. I am. Um, I'm, I'm happy that we're seeing more Ahsoka and Vader than people once thought. Like I was on board with, like, well, let's see more, and I know we're going to. And then I heard people say, "No, nah, don't get, don't get too attached. Don't think you're going to see that." So I'm happy with what we've got so far, and and just what's building up with Vader and Ahsoka and the rebels and what's happening with them, and it's it's a build-up, man.
0: Yeah, and knowing that Rogue One is coming really soon, and. Mm-hmm. How how and if it'll all tie together? It's all just fascinating. Like you said, it's enough to get us all talking endlessly, endlessly. Yeah, um, I mean, you, I mean, I'm
1: sure you can sit down with your friends that know like Star Wars, and we're sitting here talking about it. There's there's many conversations that can be had, and like I don't I don't like speculation about the movies too much. Where People try to come up with these crazy theories, and and they try to have pound it home on social media. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't, mind a little bit of talking. Like, what if, what if so good for me? What if this happens? What if Vader and Ahsoka have in an epic battle, and there is no more Ahsoka? What if, what if Vader disappears for a while? And what if this happens? And what if they show this? And so, I'm okay with that, and I'm kind of enjoying that right now.
0: Um, so, to standard, just a standard question that I ask everybody to start out with: What is what's your very first Star Wars memory you have?
1: Um. So I remember my parent, my father, telling me that we were in the theater for uh, New Hope right back in '77. I was born in '75, so I was there with my parents. I don't remember it. Yeah. Um. My my first real memory is. Uh, driving in the car with my dad when we were heading to see Empire Strikes Back. I, re- I can clearly, as I tell you this right now, the, the theater's no longer there. It's been converted into a fire station hmm. in Mount Penn, Pennsylvania. And I remember pulling up to the parking lot. I remember being outside and looking up at the marquee and seeing Empire Strikes Back on it. I remember what the lobby looks like. I remember going in and and seeing this. For me, you know, the first time, I mean, I didn't really... At that point, I, I don't even remember seeing the New Hope that much. I mean, I was a young young boy, but um, the the reveal about Darth Vader—I mean, my dad filled me in on everything beforehand, and uh, you know what we could be seeing—and um, so that that reveal and looking up at my father and looking at him being thankful that he wasn't this you know this evil guy that was trying to rule the universe and and trying to. Trying to get my my head around being Luke and, and realizing or being told that that's his father and just the, the whole the whole thing it's like it happened a few weeks ago I mean really that's one of the memories of my life from when I was younger that I really can remember the smell of the lobby wow. with the popcorn yeah. going and how horrible the bathrooms were after the movie was done and I had to run to the bathroom and like I said it's it's it's, it's a pretty great memory. And I've, I've talked to my dad about it, you know, on, on a couple occasions when this question's been asked me before, like, am I remembering this right, Dad, or did I, did I, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't think of it, but the, what, the expression or the word I'm thinking of goes along the lines of, oh, there it is, embellished. Did I embellish this memory? And he said, no, that's exactly right. Yeah, you're right. This is where the one poster was. This is how the counter was set up. So I'm really glad that I didn't. And, you know, you tell yourself a story a bunch of times. That becomes your truth. You know what I mean? the, oh, way the totally. Way it works is very, very strange. But I'm glad I remember it properly.
0: I can, yeah, because I was born in 76, and I can remember at the Harbor Theater in Muskegon, Michigan, I remember not quite getting how projection worked, and I thought everyone was, this had to have been, and I'm thinking this had to have been like the re-release or something, probably 79 or something. So I would have been about three or four. Um, yeah. and I thought everyone was behind the screen. I didn't get that it was all projected. And I remember being really, really upset. Um, because to leave this theater, you had to go out like the doors on the side, by the front of the screen. Mm-hmm. And I remember being really upset because I was like, I want to go back there. It's all back there. <laughs> I don't meet <mean> people <laughs> yeah like C-3PO is back I want to see I want to see it I want to see you know um, and I remember my parents trying to explain to me like exactly like what a movie was you know and I was like no you know it's like that, that's not no they're all back there um,
1: so how are you now with your kid and they're working out things in their head and they're they, they ask their what ifs like what if this happened with Luke and what if this happened with the time I'm like, but like they're um, understanding of how things work—it it makes you really take take a step back and think about yourself. That it's just awesome that you thought the people were behind the screen and you were trying to justify to your parents to let
0: you back there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like my daughter, she will she will get in the car when she's in the car with me. Like if I'm driving her to school, she's like, "Play the Star Wars music, play it," you know. And she yeah. like she loves Ray's theme, and she loves like the for some reason she really loves the March of the Resistance from Force Awakens, which you know why not? And um it's yeah. And uh and then she'll just like stare out the window and she'll just ask me like endless questions, like, you know, and like I'm like really getting it. Like, you know, oh so the emperor lied to Vader that he killed Padme. I'm like, Yep, he sure did, you know, <laughs> like you know, like the basic stuff and she's like, so that's why Darth Vader was kinda mad and I'm like absolutely <laughs> you know like <laughs> but just endless endless like discussion but she gets it you know you know we people as you know people don't give kids enough credit for how bright they are and how quick they pick up on stuff you know mm-hmm. i think
1: another thing that's really cool since force awakens has come out is i have a lot of nieces and nephews i come from a big family i have four sisters and they all have kids and, and so my nieces and nephews my friends kids they all have all you know, been excited for Force Awakens. They've seen it. And every time I see them now, they're either wearing a Star Wars t shirt. Tonight I ran in. My brother in law picked up my daughter from dance class and brought her over to the bowling alley. Um, and he brought his daughter with Madison, and she had on big uh, dark vader earrings. But she's like four or five. Mm. And Big Dart is a Star Wars shirt to start talking to me about Force Awakens is coming out and how they're gonna have a Force Awakens birthday party and a screening of the movie and the night coming and I'm like, Of course I am and so I run across <laughs> all these I like I said, my nieces and nephews and my friends' kids and and now they come up and they talk to me about Star Wars. Like like they've made that connection that I love Star Wars and I do something, you know, Star Wars related as far as the podcasts go. And they've seen things like my article in, in our local paper and it's cool that they want to share their their Star Wars with me too. Like it like their parents like it, but when it's your parents, you're like, Oh, cool, my parents like Star Wars, but you have that uncle or that aunt that likes something you like, they're like, Oh, they're super cool because they like the same sort of stuff or I can go over and play with their toys. So it's, it's, it's really cool that this new generation of Star Wars fans are—they're getting it and um, they want to share it, just like we have all this whole time.
0: You know, and I find something really great with this new generation is that for so long, I feel especially before Force Awakens, and I'm sure you know this very well. Star Wars fandom seemed so divided at times. You know, like there were the you know you liked the prequels or the people that didn't like the prequels or someone say or yeah. you know someone would say oh well, you're you know like if we're you know, born in the '70s, and you're oh, well. Why do you like the prequels? You should only like the original trilogy. And things were very like you. You can only like this. You can only like that. But I feel like this younger generation—they don't care. They just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's awesome because they just love Star Wars. It's Star Wars, yeah. It's like they—they yeah, didn't—they didn't live through that.
1: I—I—I I, I I wasn't necessarily disappointed by Episode One. Oh but no. I know a lot of a lot of fans that were, and they still to this day they can't get over certain things and. And I'm happy for any Star Wars, really. I mean, Force Awakens could have been an okay movie, and I still would have loved it because it was more Star Wars. There's more story. And you're absolutely right. I think that the newer generation, they don't have to worry about that. They don't care about that. They're not worried about the silly arguments that people have been having for the last you know, 15, 20 years. And I think
0: that's great. I think that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm no Brian Young, but I saw th- I saw Force Awakens 37 times in the theater, and I was for a while I that I that was like a badge of like i, I loved it. But then I was listening mm-hmm. to your show, and I was like, what it was he? Yeah, 80 something or something? I was yeah, like, I think it's 79 or 80. I,
1: like, I, I also think I, think I think it's pretty cool. We're not the only show that's doing this, but I mean, I, we've tried to consistently done that since the day we started the show. You know. Uh, well, Sith is a place where Star Wars fans can go and, you know, call in or email us and talk about, you know, their theories or their love for Star Wars or, you know, just we've always said it's a safe place. We're not going to we're not going to dog you about you liking the prequels or not. Mm-hmm. And I know there was a recent episode where Brian wanted to talk about the the Ewoks movies. And I loved that people, episode, by the way, I might have embellished my my unlike for them. A little bit on the show. It was just me giving my friend a, ri- a good ribbing. You yeah. know what I mean? Brian was so excited about having that show. And we kind of gave him a hard time. And then we got some emails from people. Kind of, I love it. I love that people hold us accountable for what we we say. That, uh, you know, it is a safe place and we're not going to make fun of you or see something bad about something that you like. And a lot of people stepped up for Brian and said, hey, you know, you guys said you would never do this. And you kind of attacked Brian. And, you know, we, we I tried, I, Thank them, and absolutely, we should be held up to the same standards that we put out there. And I love that people called us on it. And, you know, we tried to explain, hey, you know, it's just, you know, sometimes when you're doing the show, you're not thinking about um, tens of thousands of people listening to it. you just, you know, talking Star Wars with your friends and, and giving them a good a good ribbing, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I'm glad that people did that. I really am. That made me made me know that the message we're trying to get out there is being heard and that people want to accept that. Like, you know, as far as diversity in Star Wars goes and, you know, all this stuff you hear about female characters being, you know, the heroes and people not liking this and people not liking that. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous. You know, it's Star Wars and, and you want to be, you want your kid to see a character on stage that they, they relate to, you know, if, I think that's awesome that my daughter now has another female lead that she can like. And if she wants to be Han Solo or Ray, she could be either one. Mm-hmm. And so I think that I think that a lot of Star Wars shows have really been putting the message out there that you know um, there's nothing wrong with diversity in Star Wars. There's nothing wrong if you're somebody who loves Ewoks or loves Jar Jar, or if you're somebody who doesn't like them. Like if you're gonna not if you're going to say something bad about what you don't like about Star Wars, at least have a conversation about it. At least have an open mind yeah. and talk to somebody who does love those things and, and try to understand why they do And Like, up until, you know, when we started doing the show with Brian, I didn't say I, I didn't like episode one because of Charger. I said, you know, that character annoyed me. Sure. Okay, I'm in, I'm in my early 20s. The, the, the character kind of annoyed me. And when um, episode two came out, I was in the theater, and there were some kids in front of me. And as soon as Jar Jar came on screen for that short talk with Padme, they were cheering, oh, Jar!" And I got it—like I wasn't mm-hmm. thinking about kids then. I wasn't—I was—I was—I was, I was, I was being—I um, was only thinking about myself. I was being selfish. And then at that moment, I got it. And since then, I've had long conversations with Brian and other people about Jar Jar, about what he represents, and how Qui-Gon looked at him as, as a being that needed help and, you know, he just wasn't some goof character. And he's a, well, up to a lot to it. So now when I hear people out at the comic shop or if I'm at a show or, or just, you know, out at the mall and I hear somebody, you know, dogging on Jar Jar, you know, I, I, my opinion has been changed through conversation with other Star Wars fans and, and I, I try to have an open mind. Now there, there's still things that I don't like, and I stand my ground because I don't like them, but I will always, with an open mind, listen to what somebody has say.
0: I can't think of anything in particular. I remember there are many times I've listened to your show, or, or you or Brian or Amy or somebody def- like explained something in a way that I never thought of before, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely
1: yeah, thank right. You for, thank you for noticing that and saying that. I Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I, I we all try to, to look at it with an open mind, and while I may still not agree with you, I can understand where you're coming from. Like a good example would be that Ewoks episode. Yeah. Uh, Brian Brian liked it because of what it meant to him at the time it came out when he was a young kid, and he, and he watched those and how he felt and, and how it's you know kind of shaped him as an adult and how you know they weren't the best movies. but no. you know yeah. he liked them because of the Ewoks story. And, and like I said, I don't necessarily agree that they were good movies, but I I'm empathetic. I understand. Where he's coming from, and now that I know how strongly he feels about it, I probably won't—I probably won't possibly his butt too much about it. But I still <laughs> probably will, just because that's what friends do.
0: Yeah, no, I loved that episode, and yeah, I agree. They are goofy movies; like they are weird. But um, yeah, I watched them like last year. Um, I remember, like right before Celebration, I was like, "I've got to watch the Ewok movies." For some reason. And I was like, man, these things are weird, but they're still Star Wars. So like, in some way I'm like, well, yeah, I, yeah. I can't hate these weird, weird, weird creatures. Um, but it was-
1: it's, it's also been a, bit, a big help because the next time Brian brings up a subject that he really wants to talk about and he's been talking to us for months and months and months about bringing it up as a topic, I probably will take it a little more seriously than I did the last time. Because he probably didn't get all out what he wanted to say during that episode, and it probably went a way different way than he expected it to. So, you know, in respect for him and for the listeners that love the Ewok movies, you know, I try to be even a little more open-minded. Next time we have a subject that's really, really close to somebody, that I won't try to just immediately, oh, I'm just, you know, busting on a friend, you know?
0: Yeah back way up real quick just a little bit of background because you got you got your start in broadcasting and then you you started podcasting very early on in like 2006 if i'm right yeah yeah what i mean so back in oh six, like did you have to explain podcasting to people oh yeah absolutely
1: like we, we started way back then because like I, I was in terrestrial radio for a while and I had a bad car accident I didn't get to I couldn't work I couldn't get to work because I worked the station was like an hour from the house and you know eventually they had to move on they had to fill the, the time slot and um, it never really it, it's a hard industry to get into and if you get out of it and you try to get back into it the jobs are few and far between and I certainly didn't want to be one of those broadcasters that was in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Not that there's anything wrong with Tulsa, sure. um, or moved all over the country. I have a big family. I wanted to stay close to home. So when you know I found out about you know these podcasts and people were listening to it. Right before that, we were listening to internet radio. There was a show called Dan and Scott's Show, and it was a comedy, you know, talk show. And me and my first co-host for the awful show, we, we listened to it daily, and you get that kind of you know, listen to people every day and hear their conversations. They become your friends. Yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to know how they're doing, what happened today. You want to listen to the show. And, and, um, we kind of went into the podcasting with the same idea, like, you know, um, they had a really great show. We have what we have to say. We have our own games that we play and, and quickly it caught on. I mean, um, Within the first couple of weeks of being up on iTunes, we were listed as new and notable, and we were in the top ten comedy shows. And it was it was it grew much faster than I ever anticipated. To I thought it would just be me and him talking to each other in my basement, and nobody would ever hear it. <laughs> and within weeks, we had thousands of listeners and people in the chat room, and. Um, became very close friends with a lot of our early listeners. And I still, today, there's there's still there's three or four people that I would never know if I didn't do full SIP. And then, it, it, you know, it's people that live far away and that I would have never met that I consider now very, very close friends. And so podcasting has always been good to me in that way. Um, meeting friends and, and the support that people show. You know, you have a, day, a bad day and you say something about it on Facebook. You have you know, all these people that say, Hey, you know, I'm sorry, you had a bad day and but thank you for this episode that made me laugh. It really made my day. So um it was hard in the beginning because you had to figure out everything on your own. If you wanted guests. you had to figure out how to get speaker to work through your mixing board and, and the connections were never really good back then. The internet wasn't that fast ten years ago and yeah. there's a lot of hurdles and there was a lot of um a lot of things we had to Develop early on because there was no um, podcasting services like Libsyn that pretty much does everything for you, and there weren't. You know, it was it was, it was a, getting in on the ground floor on something, and, and um, so yeah, it was really tough. But I'm, I'm glad we stuck with it, and um, I can't believe. I, I, let me let me re-say that. I can believe how much podcasting has grown because thinking back to it then, just the the amount of response we got in the early days when we really. I listened back to some of my early episodes and I can't believe that I put something like that out. It was silly. (laughs) So the audio quality wasn't great. My voice sounds like a little girl or (laughs) a bunch of other stuff like that. But um, I knew that there was a lot of people out there that had something to say and um, it's, it's become bigger than I expected it, but I expected it to get, get some notoriety. And uh, I'm glad that finally we don't, typically advertised, but I'm glad that advertisers are actually getting on board the podcast now the last couple of years and looking at it, at it as a real medium, even if uh, some other industries don't.
0: How did it all lead to the uh, creation of Full Sith?
1: So I did my first show, which is called The Awful Show, and I, uh, I retired, quote-unquote, from that one because we were starting to do the same bits over and over again, and it was just you know, it was hard to leave because just the listener outcry, you know, of mm-hmm. disappointment in me that I was stopping. Um, and my wife saying to me, You're gonna miss it but I just I wasn't feeling it anymore. I was I was kinda of phoning it in the last couple episodes. And um, then another a friend that I met through podcasting, he had a show called Mediocre Show. He was about he lived down near Philly, so he was he was about an hour away. And he asked me, he lost his co-host at the time a few weeks prior to that. He was having different podcasts were still in for him while he was trying to find somebody. And I went down and I, you know, filled in on a couple of shows and he asked me if I would, uh, on the air, he asked me if I would, you know, be the new co-host. And I was like, well, let me talk to my wife about it. I am having fun, but, you know, I'm not sure. And, you know, after a long discussion with my wife pushing me, as she always has, you know, you do love it, you do miss it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you do it? So I did that for a few years. And that time that Brian... We did a live show out in Salt Lake City with another show called The Geek Show and Brian was frequent was frequently on the Geek Show to talk about Star Wars and he was he's a very good director and, and, and camera guy. He was filming the whole thing and people were telling him, You gotta meet Mike because he loves Star Wars and people were telling me I had to meet him because he he met he loves Star Wars so much and when we met, we talked about Star Wars over and over and over and over. And like he was an instant, instant friend, like instant connection with Brian. And um, few years later, I stopped doing mediocre. Um, kind of the same reason, also show, just, you know, it was, it was a long drive. I put like 23,000 miles on my car in a couple of years. And every Wednesday night, because I don't like missing shows. So every Wednesday night, no matter what the weather, driving down. So um, shortly after that, maybe like a half a year or so, Brian, right after. I know, it was uh, about a half a year later, right after they announced uh, Lucasfilm being bought by Disney, Brian called me up one night and said, hey, uh, I would really like to, instead of being the Star Wars person on all these other shows, I'd like to do my own show, and I'd like to do it with you. you know, I respect you as a broadcaster, and I respect you know your quality, and I just walked off in Star Wars with you. And I remember looking at my wife and saying, oh, after I got off the phone, like, Brian Young wants to do a Star Wars podcast with me, and Brian has always been like, Super Star Wars guy, like he knows mm-hmm. almost everything, and he's such a great fan of Star Wars. He's such a good ambassador of it. So it was kind of, kind of a nice honor for him to ask me, and, and that's how the show started. I think our first episode we recorded was with Steve Sansweet, which became our second episode, and then we recorded the first episode introducing who we were and all that. And um, did I think back then that you know we would have gotten to the point to see Force Awakens? I was so excited. Those years flew by, but then again, they were kind of long. And uh, it's been it's been an amazing journey since. I mean, going to celebration, going out to Lucasfilm and and watching the, the final Clone Wars episodes, and you know, um, just all the other stuff we've done for the show and and the things that we have in the future planned. It's it's kind of overwhelming. Like I say, overwhelming a lot, but it really, it really is over an overwhelming experience, and, and it's one that I'm glad he asked because. Force Awakens probably wouldn't have meant as much to me as it does now, if not, you know, all the people I've met and you know all the conversations we've had. So, yeah, I mean that got really real there for a minute, didn't it?
0: <laughs> no, no, that's it. that's really awesome. That's really great, and it, it, you know, and it made me think. Like towards the end, you were talking about like, uh, like I don't, I don't feel like when I saw the Force Awakens, I don't feel like it was until my fourth time that. It all started to click for me. I remember watching it. I liked it instantly my first time, but it's it's so overwhelming to take in, you know with with everything we've've we've, we've been talking about it, either like with friends for for years, from when they first announced it and we were like, "How in the world is there going to be a new Star Wars movie to when we sat down in the theater last December? I and mean, yeah, and I feel like in December, or in the, in the fourth time I saw it, it was really like, this is great. I read this is a Star yeah. Wars movie. This like the the shoe fit finally. Like you know, um, when when did that happen for you? Or was it your first time? Or when did you know that like this works? Um,
1: I think back to the the night that they showed the first the first screening of it, and Brian and I were supposed to see it in the same theater at the same time for our first time. But it worked out for him, and I encouraged him to see it a few days earlier when the opportunity came up for him. So I know that Brian already saw it, and mm-hmm. um, he didn't reveal anything which is was great of him. And, you know, it must have been really hard for him not to talk to me about it because <laughs> there we are. We're actually in person, and he can't talk about it yet because he doesn't want to ruin it for me. And he was in one theater with a group of people, and I was in another theater with a group of people. And I remember walking out of it, and in the back of my head, I remember him saying to me, the first time I saw it, I didn't even know yeah, what to say. I had nothing to say. And I saw Brian out in the lobby when we left the theater and, and he said, So what do you think? And I said, I gotta I gotta I gotta take this all in. I gotta process it. I, I don't know what I think. You know, not good, not bad. I just I don't know what I, I think. And um, I took the girls back to the house with our friends that we were staying at and I took my friend Jeff who we were staying with to take him to go see the Comic Con screening. Um, an hour or two after I saw the first movie, and it was in that it was in that screening. Now I was up for like 64 hours. I saw like nine episodes of Star Wars and um, eight, to be exact. I saw all those episodes, and um, we we're sitting there in the theater, and I was watching his reactions to some parts that I liked when I first saw. You know, I saw a few hours earlier, and. I guess that's why it clicked for me because, I mean, I've learned so much on every screening and I've learned so much talking to, you know, all my friends, but I sat in that theater. I'm like, here I am. This is the second time I'm seeing The Force Awakens. Um, Just, you know, the the things I'm seeing on screen, I'm prepared for it. Mm -hmm. Like the Han Solo thing worked a lot better the second time than it did the first time. Um, Some other little issues that I may have had just, you know, thinking on the drive home to pick up my friend, what I, what to expect. So, yeah, I mean, I, I really, really took it into that screening and just, here we are. I, now, now I've seen Star Wars two times. I've seen Force Awakens two times. And I didn't think we were going to get here. And I worried that something would happen that I wouldn't be able to get out there that weekend and, and experience it like that or, yeah, I had really morbid thoughts like maybe I won't live to see Force Awakens. Oh like, yeah, that would be terrible. Yeah, you know. Well, what if a bus hits me? And, oh my god, <laughs> I, I will never. As I recently, before that, I had a friend that passed away unexpectedly before Second Avengers movie came out. He was a huge, huge comic book fan and loved the first Avengers and and um, so that was in the back of my mind. I missed him. But I knew that he'd love to see Force Awakens. So it was a very emotional. You know the ones I was sitting there thinking about it, but yeah, I mean you're right. It it, it it's still you know when we get it on Blu-ray or whatever, I'm going to see things and and something else will click for me. But it was like I said, it was the longest short period of time ever. Like we talked so long about that movie coming out, and that last month and a half was so brutal, yeah. but it did pass. <laughs> and thinking back, it didn't it didn't seem like it took that long. And here we are. One basically the eve of it coming out on a Blu-ray and talking about Rogue One and talking about Episode Eight. The finish line is far away, but we're going to get these these great movies that are going to give us even more to talk about. Like we have so much to talk about.
0: Yeah, so the, yeah, and that that leads me to my next one. There's so much Star Wars coming in between. Like we don't even know like beyond Rogue One and Episode Eight and the Han Solo movie. Um you, you touched on this earlier of great stuff coming. Like with so much Star Wars coming, like what you Full of Sith has been so fantastic so far. How do you, how Thank do you, how do you keep it going? Like with as much Star Wars that's coming. What are, what are your goals for the future of Full of Sith?
1: Um, you know, so backstory. Couple months into us doing the show, Brian had a worry: Are we going to have enough to talk about until Force Awakens comes? He didn't think we'd have enough content. <laughs> and every, every, you know, every few weeks we do, we did a Han Solo episode, we did a an episode on Obi Wan. We, we we break down different characters, and you know, there's the books that come out, and there's you know, the the comics, and these new movies, and trailers, and other shows that are talking about stuff. And there's just so much content that. You know, now he thinks to himself, oh, I was silly for thinking we'd never have enough, we wouldn't have enough content content to talk about. As far as the future goes, we watched, you know, we all saw Force Awakens, we watched it a bunch of times, and a couple episodes after Force Awakens came out, we decided to start talking about Rebels and a little bit about Rogue One, and not oversaturate everybody with Force Awakens. Right. You know, it's uh, for me, and it seems like a really fine line to cross. Yes, there's so much we haven't broke down yet, and there's so much we didn't talk about, but everybody's talking about it. So, um, while some people are confused why we weren't talking about Force Awakens like every show for the next, you know, 100 weeks, um, we got a lot of people calling us and or emailing in and and or Facebook messages or Twitter saying, "Hey, thank you for doing this episode." Because I'm not Force Awakens out, but I still like talking about. I still like hearing other people talk about it, other Star Wars stuff. So, it's like I said, it's a fine line. So I'd love to cover the Rogue One stuff, and I, I can't wait until you know we get Episode Eight and and whatever that's going to bring us. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, try to, we try to cover all things Star Wars. You know, so a lot of books coming out, Rebels. We haven't talked about Rebels nearly as much as I would have liked to, but there's always something. There's always right before the show starts some news breaks or right after the show some news breaks, and then we're like, oh, my God, we just recorded the show, and now we're going to have to wait until next week to release that. So right. just try to stay on top of things, but try to try to keep it. I hear when people say keep it as real as possible, but honestly, keep it as you know, as, um, natural as it can be, you know, we're all Star Wars fans and there's so many different mediums that it is. So just talk about it and make sure that we, we cover all our bases, you know, for for everybody looking for the new news or talk about the new stuff. But the, the plan is just, you know, just try to keep doing what we're doing, and you know, take uh, take a step back and ask the listeners: are, are we missing anything? Are you missing anything that you think we should be doing? Because you know, the, the, what the listeners want to want to hear is very important to us. There's other podcasts, not necessarily Star Wars ones, where people don't care what the audience wants; they just that's what they want to do. And I think that's, I mean, the audience is is there to listen to you. You should probably at
0: least listen to their input of what you're doing. So. Yeah, I agree. From Kenner's Star Wars collection, the Darth Vader TIE Fighter. Careful, Luke, we've got company. X-Wing fighter and action figure sold separately. Batteries not included. Our tail, Luke. Darth Vader's TIE Fighter has flashing lights. Action sound. Luke's force is strong, but we've got him now. Oh, no, you don't. We've lost our shoulder panels. Star Wars Darth Vader Tie Fighter, X-wing Fighter, and action figure each sold separately. Uh, your favorite Star Wars video game?
1: Uh Force Awakens. Yeah, sort yeah, uh, Battlefront is great, but that, that Force Awakens one and two really re-energized
0: me for Star Wars when they came out. Force Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. I say Force Awakens. Yeah. No. Every, I I'm sorry. I do it all the time too.
1: Yeah, um, the force—the force at least one and two those two games. Sorry.
0: <laughs> um, the most meaningful piece in your collection. I—that's a hard one.
1: Uh, there's so many little things that the reasons why I love them is because they're rare. Yeah. That, because what they mean to me at the time that I got
0: them if my house is on fire i would grab my the first figure i ever got was an r2d2 and his stickers falling off that's mine
1: that's that's that's, that's a good one um the girls got me the giant uh special forces tie fighter for christmas Ooh, and maybe maybe because it's so close and it's one of the newer things i have i love it so much i have a uh i'm looking at it right now i'm in the star wars room it's it's there. I have in front of it a one of 200 statue of a Thai pilot and a drawing that one of the listeners sent me of a Thai pilot, like all together. That's um, probably what I mean. Right now, I just love this. I just love looking at him.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um,
1: that's a hard question. That's a really great
0: question. No, <laughs> they, well, it's like, because we all have Star Wars stuff, you know, and we have like, you know, a Django Fett action figure or something, but then there's other things where you're like, Almost your love of Star Wars can be capsulized in one little thing, you know. That means oh, yeah. something. Yeah. you can totally, you can totally tell a story by by your by what you have. Like my dad, I was looking
1: for a uh, Imperial shuttle, and my dad saw one at a yard sale and bought it. And while it wasn't the original one, it was the uh, the newer '90s one. I still uh, that one is in this Star Wars room and the original one that I finally found eventually is out in the other room because this one means more to me because my old man he's the one that went and found it for me
0: Yeah, I mean Mm -hmm.
1: there's there's great there's great uh, attachment to them because of where you were when you got them Mm -hmm. who gave them to you
0: absolutely absolutely Um, Star Wars tattoos what was your first one?
1: it was my Adat. so it's like um, you've seen those stickers the vinyl stickers it's just a silhouette of an Adat. mm-hmm uh, it's that, but on it, I left out in in skin color the the at symbols for an email, like Mike at the uh, Mike dot com. So it's at at on it. And when I'm out with it, people don't get it. Yeah. But the people that do get it, I'm glad they get it, and I know that we're gonna, I'm about to have a great conversation because I could be at a at a Target picking something up, and somebody will see that tattoo and they go oh, that That's pretty clever. I like that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome uh, your favorite bounty hunter oh favorite bounty hunter uh, you asked some really
1: great questions <laughs> Um, I am not I'm not a huge Boba Fett fan Dude, me either um, I'm a big Vader fan and it kind of irritates me that Vader had to do Boba Fett's job for him <laughs> um, so IG88, I'll say. Okay. I I've I, uh, I hoard those IG88 cards in the Star Wars Card Trader app, and I have a bunch of little bunch of the figurines. Like I'll go out and they will be like ten cents, and I'll just grab them all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a Dengar. I have I have a soft spot for Dengar.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's a good question. Uh,
0: favorite prequel era background Jedi.
1: Um.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, Kit Fisto. Yeah, that's that was on the tip of my tongue too. <laughs> yeah. Um, favorite that smile in the movie. Oh, that's great. I, I love it. I love it, and everything Kit Fisto did in the Clone Wars, and even the two D animation Clone Wars. Like I loved, I, I loved Kit Fisto. Um, yeah. Favorite John Williams piece of music from any of the seven movies.
1: I, I'm really, I really like racing right now. I, I always will. But the Imperial March is just Star Wars in audio. I, lo- I it's my ringtone in several different ways, like on a Tesla coil or the sound of a floppy disk spinning. <laughs> um, it's, it's that is the that's the soundtrack for my life. I love the Imperial March.
0: That's awesome. That's a, um. This is a good one. Uh, the best beard in the entire Star Wars saga best beard best beard yeah. I wrote down some uh, examples I wrote down Maydean uh, seal, so seal bibble so um, yeah Qui-Gon's was
1: too tight and metrosexual for okay. me yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Obi-Wan's old man long gray beard <laughs> but my dad has a beard like that so I'll go with that one
0: okay I like that I like that I'm I'm really into Luke's beard Cause I, for me, it was like in Force Awakens. Cause I was like Luke's beard, like that. It's a, it's a meaningful beard.
1: beard. It's an every guy beard. Any guy could have that beard. It's That's not true. sculpted. That's true. It That's Probably true. wasn't growing in that great, and over time, it's filled in from the the length of the other hairs. Yeah. Like anybody could have that beard. I got a, I got to have more experience with it. I mean, I only got to see it for like ten seconds on screen. You
0: know. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll yeah we'll we'll reevaluate that reevaluate that question after episode eight. We'll, it's a
1: great beard. I mean, I leave over to my wife and I said, "Now that's a beard." So <laughs> it is a good beard.
0: Uh, Lucasfilm calls you up, Mike Pilot, and they say, "Mike, you get to pick the third anthology film. It can be about any character you want, and we'll make it for you." Who do you choose?
1: Oh man. Ah. I hope I would love to have a, a complete story on Captain Phasma. Mm. I think I think we didn't get enough. I'm hoping in episode eight that we do. So maybe that will be um, saved for that. Um, but anytime I hear, um, if you had a choice. I, if I had a choice on ABC right now, now right after Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there would be a, Dark or- a Darth Vader Chronicles show, mm. a live-action Darth Vader show, um, uh, a movie about Darth Vader between *Levels* and uh, A New Hope. That would be an amazing film for me. I think the only thing that upset me about the prequels... I mean, not the prequel. The other thing that it said to me about Force Awakens is I knew there wasn't really going to be Vader stuff. So then, when we saw that trailer with Kylo Ren holding his melted mask, I was like, oh, that's just such an amazing scene." And the things he was saying to this mask and the and the trailers, I, I lost my mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember. I remember when I heard the news of the Disney acquisition. I was I was making a run to the grocery store, and I had to like just sit in my car. Because like I, I got out of the car to go in the grocery store, and I was like, what the hell is going on in my phone? Like, why have 20 people texted me? And I'm like, "And then they're like, did you read? Did you hear the news? And I, like, sat back down in my car, and I remember just sitting there thinking, it like, it wasn't even a question, like, of Luke Skywalker or Carrie Fisher or Mark Hamill or Hans, Harrison Ford coming back. But I was like, how can they do a villain? Yeah. It's like once Vader is gone, and, like, I, by this time, we'd all c- gotten so used to one, two, three, four, five, six being Anakin's story. And it's like, well, I, I just remember kept thinking, like, that's Anakin's story is done. And how could any villain be a greater threat than Vader or Palpatine? Like, how does that story keep going? And the ghost of Vader still haunting everything I felt like when yeah. Force Awakens. I was like, it, you know, it was a touch of absolute genius, I thought.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, like I said, Kylo Ren's a little spoiled brat and yeah. he needs to get over his fits, but some of, the, some of the things that Kylo Ren did in that movie, holding that bolt shot from the rifle throughout the whole scene until he walks off the screen and, it, and then it blows up, um, the, the way he pulled things out of people's minds, uh, just the, Kylo Ren just... You know, I thought he was just a Vader fanboy. Finding out it's his grandson, oh my God, that blew my mind. I will say, just real quickly, I know I've been very verbose tonight. No, cool. Um, that that day you were just talking about when Lucasfilm was acquired by Disney, um, that was a great day as a Star Wars fan because people you work with, the people in your family, they know you're a Star Wars fan. They, they don't they don't get why your whole house is full of Star Wars toys. You know, they they like the movies, but they don't get that that love. You know how you can take Star Wars and and see how it's trying to teach the good and evil in life, and and um, but that day, everybody that knew you were a Star Wars fan, they contacted you. Oh yeah, stopped you in the hallway. They called you. They texted you. You heard from almost everybody you knew about. Have you heard? And
0: that was a great day. Yeah, being a Star Wars fan. It's like it was your birthday. Everybody took time to be like, I bet you're pretty happy today. You know, stuff like that.
1: And they were just so thrilled that they actually had something to talk to you about. Right, right. Okay, I saw this. I, I can talk to Mike about this.
0: I thought and of think
1: you. That think that I'm who they thought about to do it, like Facebook, um, I usually, I usually, I've been using Facebook for a while as a place for uh, listeners to get a hold of me, and also I, I use it to kind of archive my life on my daughter. As she grows up, she can look back at pictures and things that we did and, and whatnot. And on Facebook, it's kind of the same thing as that day. Anytime some sewers meme comes out, Or uh, a new product comes out, I got it posted on my page like ten times, and I'm always, I'm kind of honored that when people think of Star Wars, that I'm the first person they think of. It's cool.
0: Yeah, it it is nice, kind of be your own ambassador to Star Wars. It's yeah, um, yeah. So when you look back at your years, this is the last one. If you look back at your years uh, doing Full of Sith, um, so far, what words? What just what just words come to mind?
1: Um, I said it probably 10 times tonight, overwhelming would be one, um, uh, blessed, blessed to be able to do it, um, eye-opening, uh, amazing, and just thankful, those would be the words I would think of.
0: How can people find you? How can people know what you got going on?
1: Um... So every on my website, the Mike.com or mikepilot.com, they both go to the same page. Uh, there you can find my Twitter, which is at the mic and my Facebook page and uh, articles and videos and, and stuff on me about me or for me or things that happened are on my mentions page. and then I have an archive, uh, an XML archive of every show I ever did. So like once this show airs, I'll take it, and I'll put it on my archive too. So it's not just Full Sith shows; it's anything I've ever done. It's on there too. So when, I, when I'm directing people, usually, I say closemike.com. You can pretty much find anything about me on that
0: website. Cool. And yeah, and I encourage everyone if you're not already, listen to Full Sith. Like I said before, it's hands down one of the best. It's an inspiration for me. I've been listening to it for years. I look forward to it every week. And uh, and Mike, I want to thank you so much for doing this.
1: I want to thank you back for having me on. I, you know, um, just some behind the, behind the scenes talk for, for your listeners. I did not have the best day. I actually texted you and I, almost then I, in the first text, I'm like, Hey, you know, can we do this another night? I didn't have a great day. And I got over myself and uh, I'm really glad that we did this tonight. It was an amazing conversation. I really enjoyed it. And no matter how bad a day you have, and that's kind of why I, I changed my mind at the last second. I probably seemed like a pre Madonna, but no. I knew that talking I knew that talking Star Wars with somebody who loves Star Wars would, would pull me out of my funk from my day and and I thank you for that. That really means a lot to me and I and I also thank you for all your kind words about the show. I'm glad you enjoy it and um
0: so thank you. Thank you back. So yeah, how awesome was that. Mike Pilot from Full of Sith, thank you, sir. Real stand up guy, real great talk. So happy that that happened. Thank you once again, and that about wraps it up for this week. Next week, Gabe is going to be back. Good, good, and we are going to be talking about the usual rounds of Star Wars madness, and we're going to be having a, a chat about Rey. We're going to be talking a lot of theories, a lot of ideas, a lot of possibilities with ray and we want to hear from you so send in if you have questions if you have theories if you have your own ideas about ray your own opinions where she's going where she's come from her past or future whatever send them to us you can hook up with us on twitter we're at blast underscore points we're on facebook just look up blast points and we're on instagram too send us some ideas stuff to talk about we'd love to hear from you In the meantime, you can read my weekly reviews of Star Wars Rebels every single Thursday on DoomRocket.com. We only have, I think, a couple more episodes left. And if you are listening on iTunes, uh, leave us a review. It really helps the show out a lot, and I will read your review on the show. I promise. And also, I just want to thank Gabe uh, for coming up with that uh, fantastic new theme music we had. I absolutely love it. So yeah, until next week. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. Me? No, you're coming with me.
1: I'll not leave you here. I've got to save you.
0: You already have. Look, you are right. You are right about me.
1: Tell your sister.
0: You are right.